All right, Reg, ready to go? How's that happy trigger finger of yours? You're going <laughs> to wait until I'm done with the intro before I hit the music? You've been, you've been a little anxious the last couple of weeks. Once again, thankfully, nobody hears this part. Nobody hears the mistakes. Nobody hears the beginning. And I make mistakes, too. I, I mumble or I, I miss a word or I start stuttering or something, trying to go too fast. So I'm not above, you know. I like to take pride that I am known as Take One Toronto, um, or One Take Toronto, I should say. See, there is a mistake right there. But, um, okay, are we all set now? You, you're calm today? You're going to... Well, I mean, I, we've been doing this together for several years, and the intro hasn't really changed at all. You know when to come in, so just focus, okay? <laughs> Once again, thankfully, nobody hears any of this or, or knows anything that goes on. They just hear that beginning when I say, hey... Welcome, or whatever I say. I don't even have it written down. It's all in my head, and I and, and, and really, it's 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 after I say three, two, one, that it all comes back to me. It's interesting, but anyway, you're ready. I'm ready. I will give you the three S's. I'll give you the countdown, um, and then you give me the music, and then I will give you a podcast. That's the way we do it. All right, here we go. Three S's, star, smile, strong. I'll oh, put it in the book, by the way. Uh, episode 313, 313. All right? Here we go. Three S's, star, smile, strong. And here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there, naturally. But listening to this podcast is not your sole responsibility, my friends. It's your job to get out there and help me let everyone else know how cool this podcast is, how vital it is, how pivotal it is to your lives. To you, to your pop culture and your cultural information. So get out there, send a link, send a message, tell anybody that listens to a podcast that you know that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty and devotion is much appreciated, and don't forget if you like what you hear, go to wgnradio.com, go to the prompt section for podcasts. Hit the prompt for this podcast, and you will find a plethora of podcasts just waiting for you to binge on, burst with entertainment, fulfillment. <laughs> there should be a ton back there. I've been doing this. Now, I think, I have to look, but I think we're already now at the, at the six-year mark. So there should be at least 312 back there just waiting for you to listen to. Which can only mean one thing. Welcome to episode 313. Yes, now in, um, as, I, as I just was talking, I, I do the intro to the podcast off the top of my head. I mean, this show is very scripted, as you can tell. It's, it's very linear. Very linear. Um, there are no digressions. There are no... Um, <laughs> 
there are no little digressions at all. Uh, we stick straight to a very, very tight script here. <laughs> and I say that with dripping sarcasm. Yeah, I have nothing in front of me right now. I have no notes. I have no nothing. I, I know what I want to talk about. I And I just wing it. And I think you can tell. <laughs> but that's the charm of an Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, isn't it? You don't know what I'm going to talk about next. I don't, you don't know how I'm going to get to what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's hopefully it's, it's a journey. We're both on this adventure and a journey. And believe me, I'm on it just as you are. Um, I don't have a roadmap. I just have a destination. I just know where I'm going, but I don't know how, I don't know how I'm getting there. I am not using a GPS. I'm not u- using MapQuest. I'm not using Waze. I am not using Google Maps when I do this. I just know I have to get to this one spot. I know the topic. How I get there, how long it takes me to get there, I'll ne- I never know. And that's the fun of it. Hopefully, it's fun of it for me, definitely. And hopefully, uh, it's the fun of it for you, too. But, uh, but yeah, in my, um, in my intro there, just as I was talking, it dawned on me um, uh, that I believe at this point, when this podcast posts on May 23rd, I'm pretty sure, I, I don't know the, I mean, I have to go back and look in my official book, but I think, um, well, you know, that's a good question now. I'm pretty sure I recorded my my first podcast somewhere like on May 18th or May 16th. Once again, I have to go back and look at my at my my daily planner from 2016, which I do have somewhere. I have to find my daily planner and see when. I'm pretty sure that um, it's this week. Sometime this week. This podcast will post on May 23rd. Sometime in that last week of May, I believe, the first Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic was posted at WGNRadio.com in 2016. So here we are in 2022. Six years, and now this episode, 313. So six years and 313 episodes. Wow. Who knew? I didn't. <laughs> for those of you who have been along for the ride from, from episode one when it first posted until now, can you believe it's been six years? Wow. I don't know. It's gone pretty fast for me, I think. Six years. It's kind of depressing to think how fast six years can go by, though, isn't it? Especially uh, if you're... Uh, if you're getting a little older there, wow, you know, all those cliches that your parents used to say that you used to laugh at uh, all come true. Maybe that's one reason why I didn't have any kids, because I um, I didn't want to be uh, mocked <laughs> by them later in my life. <laughs> I've been able to... Um, I've been able to uh, to eliminate that from my life. I'm not. I, I'm not. I don't get. I'm not going to have any. I told you so's from my kids or any kind of uh, uh, you know feedback negatively. Because I know when my parents used to tell me, "Oh, you know, someday these years are going to go by fast," and you're a young whippersnapper, you go, "Yeah, what are you talking about?" Blah 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 blah. And boy, do they, you know, your parent, I find, I think I've said this many times, the older that I get, my parents get much more smarter than I always thought they were. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? When I was young, I didn't think my parents knew anything. And now that I'm older and they're gone and I, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that I, 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 I really, I would have done this if, 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 um, 
if they were alive today, believe me, I would I would have given them so much more credit, and I would have made them let them know how wise they were and how knowing they were and how stupid I was not to listen to. And I, it's not that I didn't listen to their advice, but I, as I said, as any young kid, you know, when you're when you're young and confident and naive and and uh, overconfident, you think that you know everything, and your parents don't know anything, right? They're not cool. And uh, but my, as I said, as time goes on your parents wind up being much wiser than you thought they were. And I would love to, for the opportunity to just tell them, you know what? You were, you knew. You were right. You were right. <laughs> I'm telling you now, if you can hear me, Mom and Dad, you were right on many things. Many things I didn't think you were right on. You were right. I just couldn't see it then. I didn't have the benefit of your years and your experience and you're living, and now I do, and now I get it. And you were right on a lot of stuff, Mom and Dad. So I say that to them um, with all due respect. But, uh, but yeah, so it's sometime this week, six years, and now 313 episodes. So if you've been here from the beginning, thank you so much. I've been here since the beginning. Where have you been, if you haven't been? If you've only been for the last couple of years, or maybe you know you just happened to bond it now, welcome to the podcast. It's a it's a never ending, ongoing dialogue between you and me. I don't know who you are. There's many of you out there. I appreciate uh, the the feedback I get. Many people will uh, will contact me via my Facebook page, and I appreciate that all the time. Good good feedback. Negative feedback, any kind of feedback, is fine with me. Um, I am not above criticism, although I certainly do like compliments. <laughs> but yeah, this is just an ongoing dialogue. So for the last six years, I've been talking to you, and you've been listening, and hopefully uh, we've both gotten uh, something out of it. Entertainment, information, um. Differing viewpoints, knowledge, who knows, whatever it is. Whatever has been spewed or or shared here, hopefully you find it interesting and valuable enough to come back the next week. And so if you've been here since uh, May of 2016, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. As I said, I've been here since May 16th or May, May, uh, May 2016. I've been here for 313 episodes, so where the hell have you been? <laughs> so, for the 300, episode 313, I, I, I read some very sad news. I read the news last week, oh boy. Um, and uh, it, 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 it wasn't, it's not sad in a human aspect, but sad once again, and very telling as well. Um, from a pop culture standpoint, which uh, I revel in. And so I thought I would share this with you. Uh, did you hear the news? It's all over town. If you ain't heard it, boy, you better sit down. You get the news here, it's hot off the press. Hold on and take a deep breath. Grab a something, hold it. What does that go? Grab a hold, grab a hold of something, hold on tight. 
Betty Lou's getting out tonight. There's I, there you go. Look, how, look at that. that Bob Seger. So, well, he didn't actually. Re- it's an older song, but he recorded it and had a kind of hit with it. Um, Bob Seger. But um, yeah, well, I, I I always liked Bob Seger. Look at how fast I just was able to quote Bob Seger there. Have you heard the news? It's all over town. If you ain't heard it, boy, you better sit down. I don't know if that is that. I think that is a, one of his originals. That's on Against the Wind from 1980. Betty Lou's getting out. Yeah, I think that's an original. That's not a cover. Trying to get, trying to live my life without you is a cover that Bob Seger did, which was a which, which is a great song, and, and his version is excellent. No, but Betty Lou's getting out tonight. That's that's a Bob Seger original. I take that back. I'm, I'm sorry, Bob. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to slight you there. I think that's a that's a Bob Seger original. I'll have to go online after this and make sure, but I'm pretty sure that that's. That's a Bob Seger song that he wrote and performed. And I'm almost positive it's on Against the Wind, which is one of my favorite Bob Seger albums. 1980. Always remember that. Great cover. Very cool cover. The Stallion on the cover of that. Anyway, I don't, <laughs> once again, I tell you, folks, it may this may sound like it's all improvised. No, no. That's right here on page seven of my script. Talk about pretend to not know if Betty Lou's getting out tonight is a Bob Singer song. It's right here. It's right in the script. I'm not lying. I know it. I mean, it, I guess it's a testament. There, right there, page seven. Did you see it? Um, it might be a testament to my acting ability. I don't know. But um, to make it sound natural, it may have sounded like it was just right off the top of my head. But no, no, right there, page seven. Um, make Jim makes mistake about Bob Seger uh, song and then corrects himself. It's right there. <laughs> and if you believe that, but uh, yeah, so uh, here we are, and uh, yeah, a very a very interesting note in the newspaper, or not? Well, not in the newspaper. Didn't see it in the newspaper. Don't 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 see a newspaper anymore. Everything's online. Yeah, a couple of years ago. I I mean, I have been reading newspapers for as long as I can remember. My, we always had both newspapers here in Chicago. Three sometimes. There were they, there were many. Now there are so few. But we always had at least two. You know, Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago Tribune. I think even before that, we had the Chicago Today, which then went out of business in the, in the early, the mid-70s. It was a tabloid size, just like the, like, like, like the Sun-Times. But yeah, I would say about four or five years, maybe at least three or four. I, uh, I it was a very hard decision, but I did cancel my subscription uh, to the newspapers just because I didn't believe that I was getting my money's worth. The the newspapers were shrinking, the the prices were going up higher, and I was getting, you know, sadly, you know, I love newspapers. Don't get me wrong, I love them, I love them, and I think they do important work, but. Today's world, they are they're just they are struggling for their survival. Um, the immediacy and the quickness of our society has is not completely, but is is inching away at them in terms of their their relevance. Just because as soon as ink hits paper, newspapers for that minute are are obsolete because something else is breaking, and the internet is so fast, and it's a shame. I like to read newspapers when I find them, when I see them, I will read them, but I don't get a subscription anymore. And that was very hard for me to do. I I labored for that over at least one or two years. I was feeling the, the need to 
to cancel my subscription long before that, and it was not an easy uh, it was not an easy thing to do, but I did do it sadly, and I do miss it. And if I do go somewhere where there is a newspaper, I will pick it up and I will read it. But um, no, I don't get it um, delivered anymore. But yeah, so online I saw this story that Apple has announced that it is discontinuing the production and manufacturing of the iPod. The iPod. The iPods are out there. You can still buy them, but when they're gone, they will be gone. I'm sure they're going to be on, um, you know, eBay uh, for a, for a premium price um, once they are gone. But um, whatever's out there is out there. They are stopping production of the iPod, and you say, "Well, so what, Jim?" You know, I don't even I don't even listen to it. I don't even use an iPod anymore. I understand that, but you, as you know. Um, I I hold on to and I embrace and I like the things that I like. It was only it hasn't even been a year yet. I've got my first smartphone. That's how long I held out on that. And the iPod, I was a little slow. Once again, I was a little slow coming to the game. But then once I got it, I completely embraced it and I still use my iPod. Now, not as much as I, I used to, admittedly, because certainly the smartphone with all these um, streaming services, Spotify, YouTube channel, Pandora, all these different things, certainly make it much more uh, easy and convenient, and you've got your phone with you, and there's millions of songs. It's not just you know what you've downloaded into it, this finite number. You, I mean, there's certainly a finite number of songs, but my gosh, the, the, the number of songs in the catalogs that, uh, that Spotify or YouTube music channel or things like that have, those apps, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? It's impossible. But I am sad to see that the iPod, the iPod is leaving. We have to understand the significance of the iPod. And I love history. You know that. I'm a, I am a history buff. I, I, I love history. I respect history. I try to learn from history. And this is something that uh, the iPod is going to go, it's going to just drift off into oblivion, sadly, and be a little footnote. But it, it, it deserves recognition. It deserves its due. Because without that iPod, there would have been no smartphone, most likely. The iPod was the forerunner of the smartphone, the iPod, was a game changer uh, in our culture. It changed the music industry completely, and it uh, it 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 set the stage. Its popularity, its use, set the stage for the next level of a handheld device that had information in it only to the nth level, and that's the smartphone. And there's no question about that. That there, It's not even a dotted line connection. The iPod was a forerunner to the smartphone today. So if you love your smartphone, at the very least, if you never had an iPod, depending on your age, if you never even had an iPod, at least you should know 
on the evolutionary scale the importance of the iPod. And it is going. It, and Apple has announced it's gone. And, I don't, and I'm not surprised because that was the one thing that I, when I got my smartphone back in October, November of last year, that was the one thing that I, I, I was even saying to people. I said, right up to this point, because I'm still not a major texter, I, I'm texting certainly more than I used to. And I'm using the phone to, you know, to scroll through news and Facebook and all these different things. So I, I, I certainly have become much more, you know, smartphone focused than I ever was, obviously, because I didn't have one. I had, a, I had a flip phone that didn't have all these capabilities. I, it, I'm not, I, it's, it's still, it's not, I, I don't live with it. I, I'm, I'm not always on it, but I'm on it more. I'm finding I'm on it more and more, certainly. I think I may have said to you when I when I when I would go to uh, any kind of a waiting room, whether I was at an airport or in a doctor's office or something like that, I would always you know read a magazine or bring a magazine with me because now there's not even magazines in a lot of those places anymore because everybody's just checking their phones, and I would be the sole person reading a, a tangible hard copy printed version of something while everybody else had their heads down. And we're scrolling away. Well, now I'm one of those. Not all the time, but most of the time when I'm in those situations. There's no need to bring you know, the printed material anymore. It's, it's right there. I've got my phone. So, yes, I am that. I, in fact, the other day I was at the eye doctor and I noticed, I, I said to my, I was, as I was in the waiting room waiting to be called, there I was scrolling on my phone and I had my head down. I'm like, you know what? I'm one of them now. I used to scoff and mock. And shake my head at disgust when I would see those people with their heads down, just aimlessly scrolling on their tele on their on their phones on their smart devices, and I would just tisk tisk, and I would just feel a superiority as I paged through my magazine or I paged through my newspaper. And here I am. I mean, there comes a point where you just got to let go. You got to you got to realize. And and I did at that point. And now the iPod is going to be that. I mean I think I think the iPod is that. I mean for them to have, for Apple to have gotten to this point to say that they're not making it anymore is they they've clearly seen uh the trends going on over several years. And I I know myself I haven't used my iPod as much uh over the last several years. There was a time when I would use it all the time. Oh my gosh. In fact, as I said, when I got the smartphone and I and I got some of these um, stream these music streaming service apps, uh, you know, boom! I mean, I have an iPod. I still have an iPod connected in my car, hard co- you know, hardwired to it. You know, and it's got it on, you know, on the little menu of the, of the thing. It says iPod. Now I'm sure that's going to be gone too. Probably, I don't even know if there'll be an iPod. Um, you know, source. Uh, in cars anymore if they're gone that might just that might be it i don't know but um i was saying i I said up to this point even though i'm doing some texting and i'm I'm using it to call people um but you know and i'm scrolling but i'm not i'm not texting all the time it's not i don't have my smartphone you know glued to my hip or in my back pocket all the time as I said before, still when I'm, I, I have my, I don't have my, even when we're sitting and watching television in the living room, I don't have my phone with me, on the, on the you know, in that room. It's just still in the kitchen. I don't, I'm not that connected to it, more than I was, but not as much as as, as others certainly. 
But I did notice that what I was using my phone most for when I first got it, I said I, it's basically a you know it's an elevated version of an iPod. That's what I'm using it for. I'm listening to music more than anything else on it. When I'm on my in my car, it's hooked onto the Bluetooth, and I go and I've got you know access to these millions of songs, and so I'm using that you know with all the shuffles and the playlists and whatever it is, and uh, so basically I just bought myself a more high powered iPod. That was the way I first described my smartphone. And now less than a year after I got my smartphone, little did I know that the iPod would go the way of the buggy whip <laughs> and so many other things that used to be staples of our society that will are now gone. I do mourn uh, any passing of something that has played an important part in my life, especially my pop culture life, and the iPod has done that. I have to give credit to my godson, Patrick, because he's the one many years ago who, you know, he's a younger guy. I mean, he's in his mid-30s, so, you know, say, I don't know, 10 years ago, perhaps, maybe even more than that, he was like, you got to get an iPod. You got to get an iPod. And I was like, I don't need an iPod. I don't need an iPod. I, you know, at that time, I still had all my CDs, you know, I, in a, you know, in a, in, 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 in one room, uh, all displayed, you know, uh, in several bookcases in one room. It was like, I mean, that my, my CD collection was my pride and joy. I had almost 4,000 CDs. It was a badge of courage. I'm a big music fan, and so I was proud of my CD collection. And I had, uh, you know, different categories. They were all alphabetized. My CDs were alphabetized by, they were alphabetized by group, and then within each group or artist, they were set up from left to right by the most recent release to the oldest release. There was a whole system going on. And so for me to, to, to go into the iPod age was another major kind of life decision. It was not done easily. Just like I told you before about, you know, canceling my subscription to a newspaper. It was no easy task. It was no easy decision. For me to say that I'm going to download my, you know, I'm going to get an iPod and ultimately download my CD collection into this iPod. Because by doing that, I was basically saying that I'm not really going to be using my CD collection anymore. And ultimately, that is what happened. And it took me several months. And while I certainly purchased some songs from the Apple Store, onto my iPod, I downloaded manually the bulk, the the great, great, great majority of those 4,000 CDs into my iPod. Got the iPod Classic, which was the, the one that had the most storage, the iPod Classic. And I downloaded manually and it it was and it was a it was almost a full time job for a while. I <laughs> I did it systematically, like I do everything else. But um, I downloaded 
almost every one of those, at least, and, and, and some of them from top to bottom, some, song, some there were duplicate songs or whatever, and, or I didn't feel the need to, to do a whole album if the one or two songs were the only ones I really am going to listen to. So I got, uh, you know, a little judicious, but uh, yeah, I, I downloaded those manually to the point where I was up into the wee hours of the night, many times falling asleep with my hand on the download, like I went on the key and the keyboard. <laughs> I had stacks, and while I was watching television at night, put another one in, hit sync, and here we go, download. There we go again, boom. And it took me several weeks, and stacks, and just pulled out stacks of the, of the CDs, but ultimately I did. And um, my pie, my iPod as it stands today, and I haven't downloaded many a lot of songs onto it now because as I said I really haven't been using it as much. And now with the uh, with the with these apps, you know the these music streaming apps, there's really no need. But I do use. I tell you, I I am going to continue to use it. I am probably the only person I see, but I do use my iPod now um, on a on a on a regular basis. And I'm, I think I'm the only one who even has one. When I go to the health club to work out, um, I still have my iPod, and I'm I'm probably the only person, not only am I the only person in this fitness club with an iPod, I'm probably the only person also with headphones that have a wire. <laughs> Everybody has the buds. I don't even know if my iPod, because it's so old, has the technology to even hook up to the earbuds. But I don't care. I've got the, the headphones. I, I plug them in. But I'm the only person I see with a wire in their, on, their, on their headphones. So once again, uh, I'm like a Model T in a, in a rocket world. But, um, but yeah, so I still do use my iPod. My iPod has 23,266 songs on it. And I can honestly say that I probably downloaded 23,000 of those. I didn't buy, I probably bought maybe 200 songs over the years uh, from the iPod store. Uh, you know, I, I don't know when I started doing this. I, I, I would think I at least did this at, at least 13 or 14 years ago was when I got the first one. Now, I have three. I have three because I have, I have, I have one that I use all the time. I have two backups. Because that was my whole record collection. And at the time, I was like, my God, this is my whole record collection. But now, this is before the real popularity of all those you know, streaming services like Spotify with all these millions of songs they have. And as a music lover, as a record collector, I own a jukebox. I have a jukebox that plays 45s. I have a collection of 45s. Um, I, I certainly had vinyl albums. I did get rid of most of those when we made the transition to CDs. I am not a new vinyl um you know renaissance person. I'm not I'm not buying vinyl now and and recre- recreating my vinyl collection. I I'm not. I do have a record player, but I I'm I just I still I like the convenience of a CD. I still play a CD. I like the convenience of a CD and certainly like the convenience of, I don't I I know everybody's all vinyl crazed and everybody loves vinyl, especially audiophiles. I think that's a lot of nostalgia. They're, they, 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 you know, they're, 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 they're bringing back their youth. 
or for younger people, they're trying to tap into something that they think was cooler than it was. But I still believe that vinyl has pops and cracks and scratches, and it's not the superior audio. And I'm sure I will. I, I'm sure people disagree with me, and that's fine. That's your opinion. I just think that people are into the idea of vinyl more than what the actual, the experience of vinyl, as opposed to the actual benefits of vinyl. And don't get me wrong, when 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 CDs came out. I was the first one bemoaning the fact that album art, for instance, was all but eliminated because everything was shrunk down. You couldn't really read the lyrics on a, on a, on a you know, everything was shrunk down. The, the original album art that was so important to vinyl albums, especially in the 70s and 80s, especially the 70s, late 60s, certainly throughout the 70s, um, just became an afterthought. CDs were, most CD covers because of the the marketing of them, the way they were sold, and because of the size, there were you couldn't make elaborate kind of um, you know album covers anymore. They weren't big enough. So most albums, CDs, when they came out, were just the face of the artist. That's what they were. That's what they were selling. They they couldn't. You couldn't have these um, you know uh, intricate kinds of designs like uh, you know like. Yes used to have or, or Zeppelin or Elton John's Captain Fantastic or Goodbye Yellow Brick Road or, um, you know, some of these classic, you know, Pink Floyd, some of this great album art. It didn't make any sense. And I bemoaned that at the time. And now everybody's, at, oh, album art. Oh, oh, it's like, okay, yeah, but you know what? <laughs> they still hiss. They still pop. They still crack. And you still get a scratch on them. And you still got to, and you got to turn them over after five songs. So, I'm sorry. You know what? What's so funny about me in, in this world of the of the vinyl? You'd think that I'd be the first guy to to be this advocate of oh, vinyl's great and be one of these 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 vinyl revisionists, but I'm not because I don't see I I I am seeing the hypocrisy and I call the hypocrisy out. All these people who are in their 40s and 50s and 60s or older who are advocates of vinyl. Oh, vinyl. I love vinyl. I love vinyl. They were the first ones to, they couldn't get rid of their vinyl albums fast enough and buy CDs. They killed vinyl. Anybody in their 50s, 60s, or 70s who professes to love vinyl, just tell them, then why did you kill it? Do you love it now because you feel guilty? Because you killed it. Anybody who was in the 80s who was in their 20s or 30s, they could not get rid of their vinyl fast enough. They threw it out, they sold it to use record stores, and they replaced their entire collections on CD because CD was, and they were the, and they, and those people were the, who are bemoaning CDs now and digital music and saying how warm and, and whatever vinyl sound is and analog, they were the first ones to say, CDs sound crisp and sharp, and I'm hearing, uh, you know, I'm hearing, uh, you know, instruments on songs I've never heard of. They were, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't praise digital music. They couldn't praise CDs more when they came out. Now, they crap on them, but they they could not get rid of their vinyl collect. Why do you think the entire? Uh, you know, revolution of CDs was so fast and immediate and record companies made 
billions because all these baby boomers were literally like people of my age. Well, a little older than me. I'm, I'm sort of right on the, on the cusp of being a baby boomer and a Gen Xer. I'm literally on the cusp. But, you know, people in their 30s and 40s at that time in the 80s, they were dumping their entire and they were replacing their entire vinyl collections with CDs. So they were rebuying these albums they already bought. The record companies made billions because they didn't have to even they didn't have to spend money to record these. All they had to do was just make copies and sell them for 15 bucks a shot and it cost them a buck to make. The record companies couldn't even believe what was happening. They never even expected the CD to, to not only catch on but catch on like I like it did to to make billions of dollars. And the people that 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 threw out their vinyl albums, the people that that embraced the CD and killed vinyl are the same ones today who are telling you how great vinyl is. And oh, so I, I, I don't buy into that hypocrisy. I admit I got rid of my vinyl and I, and I bought CDs. And I still think the CD sounds better and it's certainly much more convenient. You hit play and you're done. You're not getting up after five songs and turning it over and putting the needle on it and trying to. I remember when I was in college, I was, you know, we still had vinyl albums. And in, in, when I was in college, because the transition there hadn't been made yet, uh, it was started to by the time I ended, but not the beginning. And, um, you know, when I had to cue up a song, I had to, you know, you get that needle, and you had to find the little, the, where, the, where the little, that little blank space. Forget about it. Later on, boom, you just hit play and pause. Done. Boom. It started in a second. Real easy. Like I said, I, if you like vinyl, that's fine. I get it, especially if you're younger. You, you know, you, you, young people now who are so used to the digital world are um, are looking for more tangible experiences because everything digital is just in the ether. You can't touch it. So I get that. I think that's great. So if if you're a young person and you I want to buy vinyl and get into vinyl and look at the album covers, fantastic. Because I I remember how cool it was. So I'm glad that you're into that, and I'm glad it's available for you. Don't get me wrong. I have nothing against the vinyl revolution. I think there's some hypocrisy, though. For the young people, I say, fantastic. Go nuts. Because the album, the, that whole idea of listening to an album used to be a cool experience. You looked at the album cover. You looked at the art. You know, you had to be at home. You had to you, you had to make time for it. Now, music became you know once once digit once the Napster and and the Apple Store and things like that. Once again, the iPod, the popularity of the iPod, which I'm talking about today. It, it, the sad part is, uh, it it really made music disposable, in that it took away the uniqueness of the listening experience, because now music was literally in your hip pocket and it started to, and it started to move that way even in the 80s first we had the 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 walkman where it was a cassette play you put your cassette in the walkman and you can take it anywhere with you then it became a cd uh you know a mobile cd thing um and then when it became the mp3 that's when it really happened when those when these digital files came in and you know the i the ipod and then napster and then Pandora, and then Spotify, and and boom, we're off to the races. 
But like I said, on the vinyl thing, if you're a young person in your 20s, like say from 35 and on, 36, 37 and on, I say good for you. Have fun with vinyl. Experience it. It's a cool thing. You got to be home. You got to be at a place. You got to take time. And and it's an experience. You can't be out on the road. You can't be jogging. You got to be in your house. And you got to set time and say, I'm just going to listen to an album now. I appreciate that experience. I appreciate that time and that effort. So Because that's how I grew up. So I don't bemoan you. What I bemoan are the people that are older. My age or older who are acting as if, um, you know, they had nothing to do with the demise of vinyl. They killed it. They killed it. Now they're all, you know, professing it's how great it is, and, and they're acting as if that, that, this some, that they had no hand in it. They killed vinyl. If anybody in their mid-50s or older tells you how great vinyl is, just say them, but then why did you trade your CDs in? Why did you kill vinyl? Because you killed it. <laughs> so anyway. But back to the iPod. So uh, yeah, so for me, uh, and once again, my godson Patrick, who's in his mid-30s, and who I've gone to record stores with and bought vinyl for him, I have encouraged him to get vinyl, to have that experience that I had. But he was saying to me for several years, you got to get an iPod before the vinyl revolution of the last five or six, seven, eight, ten years now. Before that, he was obviously a young guy into the whole, you know, digital music, iPods. And he's like, you got to get an iPod. And I was like, ah, you know, I like my CD. You got to get an iPod. Well, I finally broke down after a while him coaxing me. And then I, so then of course, when I, when I got the iPod, as I told you before, when I get into something, then I get into it. I don't put my toe in. I put my whole body and I dive right in. So I bought the iPod Classic. I went on a mission. I downloaded 23,000 songs. 20, I have, I just looked today. I have 23,266. And I, and most of those were from my CDs. I did buy a couple hundred, I would imagine. So that's what's in my iPod right now. Twenty. So the the bulk of that of my record collection is in that uh, in my iPods, and I bought three uh, just to have backups because that's my record collection. Which now today, just the whole idea of record collection just seems kind of obsolete as well because your record collection is in your smartphone, really, isn't it? I must say, I did sell some of my CDs to a used record store, but there's some that I, even my CDs, I, I, I do have some vinyl that I had I, that I, I could not throw away some vinyl that meant a lot to me, even when I was selling my vinyl back in the 80s. And the same thing happened several years ago when I sold, my, um, sold back some of my CDs. I couldn't get rid of some of my CDs, not only by some of my favorite artists, but some of the more elaborate box sets. So I still have several bins of cds but they're not displayed anymore they're in a bin and i haven't touched them in 10 years i don't even know why i'm keeping them ultimately i may sell them back but i won't even get any money for them or maybe i'll just throw them out i don't know what's going to happen to those but i still could i still had an attachment to them at least so i still have them i still have some of my vinyl i don't play it (laughs) i still have my cds i don't play them Except Christmas CDs, those I have in my Christmas bins, so I'll play those physically, the CDs. But even those I didn't even play this year. Now that I had my smartphone, 
I just, I just, you know, I plugged my smartphone into the stereo and boom, I didn't use my, all my CDs and uh, that I usually have of all my Christmas stuff. It's just the, the convenience of it. But, uh, but when I had that, I, when I got my iPod. Oh my gosh. When I, when I had that, those 23,000 songs on there, oh my gosh, I would go and I'd be updating. I'd go on my, my uh, iTunes list and I would be updating and I would be, you know, organizing. Oh my God, was I into that. And as I, and I said, I still use it when I work out. Now, the funny thing was about maybe four or five years ago, this is one reason why I'm glad I did it. I had I bought, you know, two backups to have, and I'm glad I did because one day I went and I was walking on the beach at Santa Monica Beach in California. Whenever I go to California, we always we, we stay in Santa Monica. I just I love walking on the beach like before sunrise, just with some music and just walking on the beach, and. uh in the morning, you know, the tides are different than they are in the in the afternoon. And so I'm walking on the beach and the tide is is farther out. And as you know, the tides change, you know, they change pretty pretty quickly. And I'm walking and suddenly I am overtaken by this huge wave that comes crashing on the shore on my way up the beach. No, it wasn't there. But you know, now it was another I mean, hour or so later, and you know the the sun was coming up, and, and tides are getting bigger, and they're coming closer to the shore. And I wasn't ready for that. These rocks that I had walked on were now almost underwater. That's how much the the tide had moved in. But I wasn't paying attention. I was listening to my music, and I was walking on the beach and just looking around, and you know, kind of lost in thought. And all of a sudden, this giant wave comes crashing on the shore. Uh, I wasn't hit. I wasn't knocked over, but I, I, I was near some rocks. I'm thankful I was able to get my balance at the same time. I, I'm lucky I didn't cut myself on the rocks. But I was so oblivious to that and so into the music, into the atmosphere, that I wasn't even aware what was happening. And then when it hit me, I'm like, whoa, you know. And I had my iPod in my pockets of my shorts that I was walking on with. And all of a sudden, the music stopped. And I'm like, oh, my God. My iPod was completely submerged in water. I, I, was, I was so in shock that the water hit me. Uh, I, couldn't, I didn't even think about you know, getting my iPod out of the water. And so... Sadly, that iPod uh, was was destroyed because of the water that got into it. And thankfully, I already had two backups. So I, I still have, I didn't get rid of that one, even though it doesn't work. But I still have that iPod, but I just, now I have two more and uh, as backups. But to be honest with you, you know, like I said, I, I use them to work out. But I could easily just use my phone. One day I forgot it, and I used my phone, and it was much, and it was just as convenient. So it's sad to know. I mean, and, and if you and if you go to my Facebook, I mean, not only I'm I'm, I'm not only invested in the iPod for you know what it what it 
what it does, you, you, it gives you this whole this this great collection of music right at your fingertips, which now, as I said, has been replaced by the smartphone. Which I'm sure Apple said, "Hey, why are we why are we creating? Why are we still making these iPods when no one's using them? Everybody has the same, if, if better, access. Whatever song they want, whatever's in the record collection, what's the difference? They can just go to Spotify. Everybody's got a at least one. I would think if music is that important to you, they download it somewhere." So, but I mean, if you remember, and if you listen, if you look at my Facebook page today, once again, around the same time, I, I would say now this, no, this started in June of 2015. I started this podcast in May of 2016, but since June 15th, I know the date because I have a running total since June 15th, 2015. So we're coming on the seventh anniversary of this sixth anniversary of the podcast seventh anniversary of on my facebook page i have a daily feature and i have not missed many weeks even with vacations and stuff i find a way to get to post something i think there's over two or three thousand songs it's been six years uh i don't know how many two over two thousand songs Seven years, right? So, you know, seven times 365, you do the math. It'll be that many. There's, there's, but there's some, I, sometimes I've been on vacation where I haven't been able to do it. But certainly over 2,000 songs, maybe even 2,500, I don't know. I'll have to look. I have, I have, I have the, I, have, I could, I could, I will let you know. I will go, I have that list and I have that number at a certain point. Uh, but I, I have on my Facebook page a, a, a daily music feature that I call Elton Jim's Jam-Packed iPod. And basically the whole idea of this feature was that one day I was listening to my iPod on shuffle seven years ago in the summer, right around now, in mid-June. And I just had it on shuffle. I was back in the yard and just, you know, sitting around doing whatever. And... uh all these different songs were popping up, you know, on shuffle. I did. I wasn't picking them, and I was like, "Oh wow, I haven't heard this one in a long time." Don't forget, two twenty three thousand two hundred sixty six songs on there. So it's quite a few songs that they can be shuffling through. Quite a few songs that I probably hadn't heard in a long time. Album tracks, you name it. And so I'm like, "Wow, oh this, oh I haven't heard that song in a while. I haven't heard this song in a while. Oh wow, wow, wow." And suddenly it dawned on me, I'm like, this would be pretty cool to maybe on my Facebook page get a little traffic to my page. I'm going to I'm going to feature songs from my iPod, literally from my iPod, and when I still do it today, I'm using my iPod. I'm not just thinking of songs. I go on my iPod and look through the artists and the compilations, some of the different um the different categories and find a song that I haven't heard in a long time or maybe that and so the whole idea of it was to to expose some songs that people may not have heard because you know at the end of the day we probably all listen to the same songs by the same groups all the time and because i'm a music fan a music lover i was a music critic for many years music has played such an important part of my life since i was you know four or five years old so i have a a vast knowledge of, of, of the music as well as the background of the songs i've always was into that and the artists and the history of it 
And so I'm like, you know, this could be fun. Be fun for me to rediscover some songs, and also it might be fun to either people that come to my Facebook page either rediscover some songs that they haven't heard in a while, or maybe some songs they ever heard of. They never bought this album by this artist, and they never heard this song. And, and so it was, um, it was my way of saying, you know, to share my musical knowledge and some of the songs that I love that you may not have heard all the time, or that you haven't heard in a long time, or as I said before, you never even knew they existed. And that's the whole point of of, the, of this feature on my on my Facebook page, which is still up today, still going strong. Elton Jim's jam-packed iPod. I have the date, you know, for today, and I give a little background on the song, why I chose it, or the band. And then there's a a link to a uh, to a, uh, to a YouTube version, you know, that you can listen to the song, and people. Depending on the song, it's really interesting to see how people react. Some people, oh my gosh, I haven't heard this one in a long time. Oh, this is a great song. This is my favorite group. Oh, I like this other song by this group too. And so it's just a nice little place that uh, that hopefully, uh, I seem to see the same people coming, so obviously they like it. And it depends. Sometimes there's people, so a lot of people react to a song. Sometimes a few people react to it. Depends. But it's a, it's a fun way for me to uh, share my musical knowledge and my musical passion with everybody. And sometimes there are well-known songs on there too. But what I try to do most of the time is pick a song. Some people say, well, geez, well, why, if you pick the song by that artist, why didn't you pick this? And I explain at the beginning this whole idea of the feature. A song from my iPod that you may not have heard before or you may not have heard in a long time. Giving some attention, some recognition to songs that don't get played on the radio all the time. Some songs that maybe never got played on the radio. But our great songs. I'm always a, a, an album cut deep track guy anyway. I love the hits. Don't get me wrong. I know all the hits. But I've always have been an album listener. So I, I enjoy digging deep into an album. And those are the types of songs that I try to, to feature. Original versions of cover versions. You may have heard things like that. But anyway, so go on my Facebook page if you're a music fan. And you'll see it. It's right there. Elton Jim's, you know. Jam-packed iPod, the feature every day. There's a song on there. Over 2,000 songs since June 15th. The first song I used that I thought epitomized what the goal of this music feature was on my Facebook page, Elton Jim's um, jam-packed iPod music feature, is a song by one of my favorite uh, recording artists and singer-songwriters from... uh, from uh well not just from the 80s from all time i, I one of mine but there's uh, a guy named marshall crenshaw who i thought um really should have become much more much more popular and bigger than he was sadly he 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 never reached those levels but if you ever listen to his first album just called marshall crenshaw there's not a bad song on there it's got this jingle jangly kind of buddy holly-ish updated buddy buddy holly-ish song he even played buddy holly in the movie la bamba but I, the first song I ever uh, posted to start that off was this great song by Marshall Crenshaw called Someday, Someway. And so every June 15th, since I've been doing this feature, I feature a Marshall Crenshaw song. And uh, so hopefully people have gotten into Marshall Crenshaw and everyone else. I've, and I, key, I have the list. I have the list here. And every day after I post the song, then I go into my list. And I put the date and the song. So I can tell you 
Every song that I have posted since June 15th, 2015, (laughs) from my iPod, from the 23,266 songs from my iPod, in that feature on my Facebook page. So go to my Facebook page, and if you like a song, you know, let me know. If not, oh, I like this one, whatever. Uh, once again, I, I appreciate the uh, the dialogue. But yeah, that was a, that was quite an event and quite an effort to download all those songs on there. And so it's a sad day to hear that the iPod is going away, and it's also. A, I think, an interesting social commentary. The iPod, the iPhone. I mean, people don't even know this. The iPhone, they can't even. The iPhone is really right now probably 15 years old. I believe it came out in 2007. So it's 15 years old this year. And that's an amazing, for the way the iPhone has changed society. And not just for one person, for the entire society. It's changed our culture. It's changed our society. The smartphone. So that was 2007. I'm not sure when the iPod was initially introduced. But it's probably been, say, say 22, maybe in the, in the you know, early 2000s. And sadly, it just goes to show you how fast our world is moving that this important device, this iPod, which was revolutionary, which set the stage for the, the smartphone, which literally changed our society, and yet after just 20 years, it's obsolete. It's not being made anymore. That's, that's a social commentary is how fast we're moving, in not only in technology, in the development of technology, but also in our uses. We dis we are discarding things. That, I mean, look at we still you know, radios maybe not be as popular, but they're still around. Over a hundred years old, we still have radios. We still have televisions. They're different than the ones that were first around, but we still have televisions from the thirties and forties. The concept is still the same. The technology may be different, but the concept is the same. If you got rid of those. And after 20 years, we're getting rid of the iPod. As I said before many times, we really don't have, today's society just does not have an appreciation for the past. If Steve, I guarantee you, if Steve Jobs was still alive, even if the iPod, in terms of sales, in terms of popularity, whatever the trend is, that Tim Cook, now the head of Apple, made this decision to discontinue it with those same statistics in front of him. Steve Jobs never would have discontinued the iPod because I believe, first of all, he invented it. He realized, he would have realized the importance of it, the significance of it, its evolutionary importance in terms of to where we got today in technology, And so I think from a purely historical, maybe nostalgic and personal um, viewpoint, Steve Jobs would have appreciated what the iPod was, what it stood for, and would not have discontinued it. 
and would have and would have continued to make it even if it wasn't that popular just so people would be aware of its importance but now it's going to be it's going to be a dinosaur you're going to you're going to see it in museums like oh remember the iPod i don't believe steve jobs would have discontinued the iPod with the same facts and figures with the same spreadsheets that tim cook's looking at i still don't believe that's that that um Steve Jobs would have discontinued it because he would have realized, I believe, the importance of it. Just to have it around, even if though it's not popular. Say, I talked about newspapers before. We can't get rid of newspapers. They may not have the significance or the importance and the urgency they had before, but they played a purpose and they still have a purpose. And we still need, we, sh- we, we shouldn't be so quick to discard things that have had relevance at one time. Maybe not as much anymore, but they were important cogs to our society and we we shouldn't just discard them because we don't use them anymore. We should still have an appreciation for them. I think that Steve Jobs would have still had that appreciation for them. A good business decision? Perhaps not. But importance culturally, personally, yeah. I think you have to weigh both of those. We miss Steve Jobs for many reasons. I believe in today's world, we miss Steve Jobs because he unleashed the smartphone and all these these capabilities that it has on us, and then he sadly left. And now we're seeing social media, which was an outgrowth of the smartphone, and all these, especially social media, having detrimental, negative impacts on our society, violence, hate speech, racism. We're seeing misogyny. We're seeing a lot of bad things happening because of social media. And the problem is that we don't have anybody who has the, 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 the cachet, who has the public trust to send a real message to say we have to change. Everybody's saying that, but no one's listening because nobody really respects the people who are saying it. If there was anyone who I believe had and could have had that trust, that respect, that integrity, who could have guided and people may have listened, I believe it was Steve Jobs, because Steve Jobs was the coolest nerd there was. Don't forget, everybody in the tech world are nerds. There's no question, you have to be. But Steve Jobs was the coolest of the nerds. So he could, uh, he could appeal to people like me. I'm not into video, I'm not a, I'm not a nerdy guy. I don't, but, but Steve Jobs, I know he's a nerd, but he was a cool nerd. You know, Bill Gates doesn't have that cachet. Bill Gates is a nerd. Brilliant guy, don't get me wrong, but he's a nerd. He's not a cool nerd. He's just a nerd. So I I wouldn't follow Steve Jobs. Don't forget, Steve Jobs made Apple. There are some people that that follow Apple like a cult because of Steve Jobs' just his, not only his intelligence, his coolness, but his charisma, his foresight. He really was a force that had that 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 was that was unique 
And we don't have that. There isn't that pivotal person, that, that person on the pedestal that we, can, that we can look to. It's certainly not our president. None of our leaders. They're all hypocrites. They're all talking off the side of their mouths. There's nobody in this world that has that that we that is that is really has the ultimate respect of of a majority of people. We don't have that. We have few heroes. The only heroes we have are in movies with capes and superpowers, and that's not real. And sadly, we lost Steve Jobs at a, at a younger age, and I be, a young age, and I believe that he could have been that person. I I, I think that he would have you know he. He was aspirational, and I think he would have seen where technology. He would have he would have guided us where technology not only should where it should go, because obviously with the smartphone he had a, he had a vision of that, and it was it was it was it was spot on. But I also think he could have been someone who could have also helped guide it away from the negative side more toward the original vision he had as opposed to the vision that's going now because right now he was the innovator he was the vision and he isn't here anymore so it's it's taking on a you know technology social media is just taking on a world of its own because there's no one there to guide it and anybody who wants to guide it doesn't have the credibility to guide it and that's why we're kind of lost right now some people have tried to step up but they don't have the gravitas they don't have the legitimacy. They don't have the charisma. Bill Gates, smart guy, intelligent guy, philanthropist. He's doing all this stuff with, you know, with vaccinations and helping the poor. I, I, I have, I have nothing but respect for him. But he, but he doesn't have that kind of that cachet, that kind of credibility, that aspirational credibility. Elon Musk, certainly innovator. You know, electric cars going to space, but he's also, you know, very full of himself. He's a typical millennial, and he's more interested in, 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 in himself than he is about other things and, and making headlines. He's not Steve Jobs. We don't have a Steve Jobs, and sadly, we need a Steve Jobs for our culture, not just for our technology, but for our culture, because technology is driving our culture, and, and sadly, technology is driving our culture into a bad place. And that's the great irony is that Steve Jobs was such an innovator and, 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 a, and, and someone who, who had a vision. And he unleashed this great technology on us. And then sadly, he hasn't been here to see it through to fruition as to where, that, where it should be going and then continue to innovate. What, when was the last time Apple made anything that was really innovative and cool and out of, like, completely different that change anything not since steve steve Dobbs, steve jobs died they're 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 improving the iphone but w- where's the next where's the next big game changer there hasn't been one it's not the ipad it's the same thing as an i as a as a as a as a, as a, as a smartphone really there hasn't been anything this goes to show you how imp- how how unique Steve Jobs was. And I believe he would have had that cachet. And he could have maybe led us through some of these things that are going on in our society. And I know damn well he wouldn't have killed the iPod. 
So I mourn the death of the iPod. I will continue to use my iPod proudly, whether I'm in the yard listening to music and picking weeds, whether I'm at the health club on the stationary bike, whether I'm in the car on my hitting the source of my iPod thing, I'm using my iPod. I got 23,266 damn songs in that thing, and I'm using it because I know all the ones in there I like because I bought them. And that iPod was an important product in our technology evolution. And it's still cool, and it still works, and it, and it deserves to be recognized for what it was, and I think it still deserves to be around, even it, though it doesn't have the utility and the prominence and the usefulness that it may have had. Just because you're old doesn't mean you're obsolete. And maybe I'm talking to myself here too, right? <laughs> But I'm sad the iPod is going. But it ain't going away from me. I'm using it. I'm hitting shuffle. I'm scrolling through there with that little round thing with my thumb and my finger and you in the middle and selecting the whole thing. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. And don't forget, tell your friends, tell your family, send them a link, send them a message that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty and devotion are much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 313. I'm Jim Toronto. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen. Love you, iPod.